Julia, I was very grateful that we were able to spend time with each other the other day away from staring at each other through our laptops. Um, <laughs> because we got to do something that I have been wanting, I was so excited to do with you, which was go see the movie Cocaine Bear. See, I thought the croissant making class that we took together was fun. I have to say, I think Cocaine Bear might have topped the croissant class. Maybe, maybe. I mean, there were no croissants at listen, Cocaine Bear, but it was pretty listen, great. The, the, the coked up bear and Cocaine Bear was less scary than our croissant teacher <laughs> who <laughs> gave us dirty looks every time we did something wrong. This woman hated us, and we were just you know, bringing our usual sweet enthusiasm to the dough making and butter folding and all this and that instructor had like no time for me and Anya oh, our blenders she didn't, our butter blenders she was not into us at all but at least cocaine bear loved us I mean cocaine bear entertained us we laughed we had a good time and the story behind cocaine bear though I find very fascinating but also it's kind of what happened afterwards and like the way people approached it that I think is more interesting. And today we're going to talk about the movie, but we're also going to just talk about the story of Cocaine Bear and what it basically says about humanity. That's perfect. I love it. You know, just to recap, so um, me, Anya, and my sister, Alexandra, we went to go see a Sunday matinee of Cocaine Bear. Um, I posted about this on Instagram, and one of the overwhelming responses to my post of us going to see Cocaine Bear was people saying, um, you actually went to a movie theater to see this movie? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we went, but we paid for the matinee ticket, so it's not like I spent $40, you know. <laughs> go see this and it was, it was um it was fun I, I was really great to be back in a movie theater first off I'm just glad listen there we're gonna there's a lot of movies you and I have on our watch list that are coming out that are animal focused and so cocaine bear is not a fluffy type of feel-good movie where you know it's like I don't know uh uh what's that movie with Owen Wilson and uh marley you know like it's not it's not touchy oh, feely it's not it's not yeah yeah this is not marley movie. <laughs> this is a a revenge story of a bear but first i want to take people through what cocaine bear is all right and and where the movie got its inspiration from um so in 1985 there was a convicted drug smuggler. His name was Andrew Thornton. And he was par he was in a plane. He had a ton of cocaine with him. And thinking that the feds were on his tail, he decided to throw some of this cocaine out of the plane he was in and strap some to him while he jumped out of the plane and parachuted out. All right. Um Andrew Thornton was the son of a wealthy Kentucky magnate, and he had earned his fortune through horse breeding. But Andrew decided, I'm not going to follow that path. I can make a lot more money through smuggling drugs. 
So to for Andrew, it was a sad ending because he died and he was found on September 11th in 1985 in a driveway in Knoxville, Tennessee, wearing Gucci loafers and was found with about $15 million of cocaine strapped to his body. <laughs> I'm impressed that the Gucci loafers, you know, stayed intact on the way down. Hey, at least he looked good, right? I mean, he was dressed very <laughs> well. And, you know, the cocaine just added that little extra touch to his outfit. <laughs> I mean, $15 million of cocaine strapped to you. That's, uh, that, that screams class. <laughs> I mean, also the fact that, like, this fell out of the sky and into somebody's driveway, like... It does make me think twice when I criticize people who are like, there was an alien over the town. I'm like, no, you're crazy. And then you read stuff like this and you're like, well, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe you didn't see something really weird. Well, can you, I mean, can you imagine what it would be like to find someone in your driveway? First of all, forget the cocaine part. Think about finding someone in your driveway with a parachute on. And they're just, I'm assuming if he fell from the sky, he was probably a little splattered. Ew. <laughs> what is something, what would you, like, would you rather see a person splattered in your driveway or an alien? <laughs> oh, my God. Probably take the alien and then beg them to get me out of here. But they're splattered. <laughs> Where are they going to take you? We're cutting that. <laughs> what happens next is it happened actually a few months after Andrew was found. They they knew that there was more cocaine that was likely going to be found at some point. But then about four months later in December. They discovered a 175-pound bear in the Chattahoochee National Forest who had died of a cocaine overdose after the bear had gotten into a batch of the drugs that presumably was thrown out by Andrew from the plane. Now, I've never been lucky enough to just stumble across bags of cocaine. <laughs> I don't think that bear knew how lucky he was. Or she. I don't think that I don't think the bear did either. What I'm also like a little impressed by is that they actually did an autopsy on the bear. Like, I'm gonna be honest, that was one of the to me, one of the weirder things about this is that like the wildlife organization of Georgia at this point in time cared enough to actually look into the cause of death. I found that almost more surprising the fact there was cocaine in the woods. So there must have been something specific about the way the bear was found, the way that it had died that I guess triggered, you know, almost like suspicious death, but it was definitely out of the norm for an apex predator to end up in that condition. Well, here's an answer, though, of why they probably ended up. <laughs> I love that you always have the answer. <laughs> well, almost always. <laughs> Sometimes I just make it up and make you believe I have the answer. But 
the Georgia Bureau of Investigation found the bear among 40 open plastic containers with traces of cocaine. So I think that probably tipped them off, maybe. <laughs> that maybe this yeah, bear I would say so. had gotten into the cocaine. And at the time, the chief medical examiner was Dr. Kenneth Alonzo. And he's the one that performed the autopsy. And he said he found about three to four grams of cocaine in its bloodstream, although the bear could have consumed even more. Uh, there were some rumors that circulated that the bear ate all 40 containers of the cocaine, <laughs> which would have been amounted what? to 35 Jesus. pounds. Um, cocaine overdose symptoms are usually kidney failure, brain hemorrhaging, and heart and lung failure. So it's likely that that is what the bear experienced. Oh my God. I mean, all that is horrible. And I'm going to go out and ask a very <laughs> naive question here. And I'm not accusing you of having the answer by any means, Anya. But what on earth is in that that would make an animal want to eat it like isn't it made with gasoline and <laughs> like all this shit i thought cocaine was made from cocoa <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is and then they like do all this stuff to process it and cut it and it's like i i think the product that you probably get here in the united states the percentage of actual cocaine that's in that is very small. So I also find it concerning that there was something in there that made the bear go, oh, this looks yummy. Yeah, well, what would make a bear want to try it, let alone that much? And I wonder, too, from an addiction standpoint, if there have been any studies on how addictive these types of drugs can be in terms of how quickly you know, animals can get addicted to drugs. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Because I know like for meth, for instance, it's one of those drugs that obviously you don't ever encourage anyone to do it, but it's highly more addictive where people are more likely to do it again if they do meth once because of that high that they get from it immediately. And it's more addictive than other drugs, for instance. So, and that's why it's such a harder drug to quit and, and get sober on. Um, but yeah, I wonder what it was laced with. I mean, I think of Ruthie though, and you know, she, I, I, I buy her expensive dog food and I have to doctor it up still sometimes to get her to eat it. But then we go to the park and she eats garbage. So <laughs> I, I think it's just one of those things where we don't really just know why animals just try certain things right that's totally fair um okay jumping on a little bit so they they find the bear they do the medical result they connect and then like what they're able to connect the cocaine back to our gucci wearing splat andrew thornton what happened after that if anything nothing that is literally the story of cocaine bear Andrew Thornton jumps out of a plane. Cocaine falls from the sky. A bear finds it, gets into it, ODs, and that poor bear 
just, you know, that was their story. Essentially, they were immortalized. They were um, uh, they're at the fun mall in, Lex in Lexington, Kentucky. There is a kind of like a statue of cocaine bear um, where people go and take pictures of this bear that is. Is it a more. statue or did they stuff cocaine bear? No, they did not. They did not stuff it from what I understand. <laughs> oh, wait, no, they did. Holy oh shit. God, they they did. did. The Georgia State <laughs> Examiner, the Georgia State Examiner had the animal taxidermy. Cocaine bear lives in a mall in Kentucky. That is so America. Oh my God. I I think that's wrong. I'm sorry. I I know the bear's dead and there's nothing, you know, that really it doesn't really matter from that perspective, but that's fucked up. I'm sorry. But Anya, that's what we do with our, you know, national treasures here in America. We put them into educational institutions like the fun mall in Lexington, Kentucky. <laughs> Thank God we don't taxidermy people. <laughs> and put them in museums. I mean, I guess that's what the wax exhibits are. I guess so. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That is so crazy. I did not realize that. That is, I, I say free cocaine bear, free cocaine bear from, uh, from the fun mall and like <laughs> can you imagine what if you like put a little cocaine under that bear's nose even though it's taxidermied and it like snapped back <laughs> it's like okay, oh, in the movie it would have done that maybe that could be the sequel like maybe there'll I be like, like a version where the cocaine bear taxidermy comes back to life and just like goes on a kentucky bourbon rampage i like it i'll join that rampage well, I think they should hire us I mean, for the writer's room. So they were able to take, you know, this very isolated incident where there isn't a lot of backstory and turn it into the movie Cocaine Bear, who is also known, by the way, as Pablo Escobar. Why don't you tell us about the movie? Tell us about what Cocaine Bear movie is about well before i jump into the plot and just quick flag there will be some uh, there'll be some spoilers here I'm, i'll try to do a general outline but a few little things might be given away here and there so if you want to see the movie probably pause here and then come back to us later um i do want to start by saying that when you said they turned this into a movie specifically the actress elizabeth banks turn this into a film. So Elizabeth Banks directed this. And one of the things that I thought was particularly interesting about how this movie was made is that it was made by a female director. I feel like a lot of times you see these like sort of like silly, like horror comedy movies. I'm thinking like, oh my God, like this is bad. I'm blanking on it right now, but like the zombie movies and just like anything with like monsters and gore, it's like, it's usually like guy directors. And I just thought it was interesting that you had a female director for what felt like one of the first highly publicized times do a, a horror movie that got as much publicity as this one did. So props to Elizabeth Banks. Love it. 
paving the way for female directors in all movie genres. But you know, basically, the story in the movie starts out exactly as Anya said, with Andrew Thornton's crash landing in somebody's driveway. And then from there, it's kind of like a police investigation film. You know, we have some police officers who are sort of onto a, a Midwestern drug ring. They think they know that you know, this guy's a part of it. They think they know that there's more cocaine out there, and they're starting to do a little bit of an investigation. At the same time, and one of the many parallel stories in this movie, and one of the things I liked about it, because there were so many different characters and different storylines, you have a mom and her daughter in Georgia, and one day the daughter decides to not go to school and that she wants to go to this waterfall in the national park and paint it. And she brings one of her friends along from school with her. And so as these two kids are going into the park, first they find a bag of cocaine, which they decide to try eating. They had a very different reaction to it than cocaine bear. <laughs> but shortly after they find the cocaine, they find cocaine bear. And, and I should also all note, hell breaks loose. <laughs> all hell breaks loose. At this point, Cocaine Bear has already eaten at least one hiker that we know. And we are now going to assume that Cocaine Bear has eaten these children. So while the police are searching for the drug dealers and now the drug dealers are searching the woods for the cocaine, you also have this like really cool mom story. So Elizabeth Banks is trying to find her daughter and her daughter's friend in the woods completely unaware that there is this like monster bear that's on a killing spree and whatever, whoever the bear can get its paws on for the most part ends up in uh, with varying degrees of dismemberment. <laughs> is what I'll yeah. Say. Yeah. And I think, uh, so we don't want to give away obviously too much away from the film, but unlike, the OG cocaine bear cocaine bear in the movie does not die. Um, and sorry for that giant spoiler, but in, in real life, the cocaine bear probably died. They estimated in like five to 10 minutes after ingesting the cocaine in the movie, this bear lives forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> this bear cannot be brought down no matter how much coke it does it only continues to be fueled by the coke to live forever and ever and ever and the bear in real life did not go on some craze where they killed a bunch of people in the five minutes of their induced high um and this bear and cocaine bear the movie uh really just went balls to the wall essentially as far as going full on manic and and taking down a cast of characters which i thought i mean it just like so embodied what i imagine a national park right the 80s being like like you've got your like weird like kind of meth heady punk kids you've got like you know the park ranger who's totally incompetent you've got the environmental guy who's like carrying around Smokey the Bear signs and it's like we must respect the ecosystem won't tell you what happened to him but if you see the movie 
might want to close your eyes. Like, it's just such like a funny cast of characters. You've got the drug dealers, one of whom is played by the late um, Ray uh, Liotta, which was really cool to see him again. I feel like he has to be in all of these movies, these like gang movies forevermore, but um, separate conversation. And I really did, I, I just loved all the storylines. I love that there was, again, like, like a mom and kids story component, that there was a buddy story in there, that there are some family stories. There's a story of you know, people's relationship to their pets and, and animals. And it all kind of came together around this like one disaster sequence. And I also just want to say another spoiler here, but Cocaine Bear is also a mom. So there were some, I feel like some parallels between like the moms trying to protect their mm. cubs and, you know, taking care of them. And like, I realize this is controversial, maybe, but I was rooting for the bear. Like, I have to say, after all the shit that that bear went through and after all the shit that we put (laughs) our ecosystem through, I was like, you know what, bear, you go for it. You remind us of how dumb we are. Well, it's interesting that you say that because Elizabeth Banks in an interview with Variety uh, said that when she signed on to direct the movie, that she saw it as an opportunity to give the bear its own point of view and that she had a deep sympathy for the bear after reading the original reports from 1985. And, And quote, she said, I really felt like this is so fucked up that this bear got dragged into this drug Uh, run gone bad and ends up dead I felt like this movie could be that bear's revenge story and it kind of is that that movie kind of is uh I feel like the bear just taking revenge on people around it and there there were just a couple I would say there was one character that I genuinely felt bad for that died it didn't end up getting killed by the bear I don't want to give too much away from it but he mm-hmm. has a little dog in the movie <laughs> yes, and that was and, and that one made me sad but the others did not for I don't know I think there's a sense of where you do feel a greater sense of sympathy for animals at times and and especially in films like this like I think of whenever I watch a film right and if you know there's an animal in it and you see there's like some fight scene or battle scene going on you're like please don't let the animal die please don't let the dog die like you're just hoping you're like I don't care if every person in the scene gets killed (laughs) like I just want the animals to be okay (laughs) and I think that is kind of how I felt in this respect of I was rooting for the bear like I was like come on go go more more I I just felt like I didn't want the bear to just stop killing (laughs) and the fact that you called out that this one character the character with the little dog he did die but he wasn't killed by the bear I think that's an important thing to note because he is such a likable character yeah and so you to have him die because of other reasons not connected to the bear I thought like editorial was editorially was a good move on the writer's part I agree I agree and and Elizabeth Banks when she said she was researching this film that she really had to go down a deep internet hole of looking at actual animal attacks on humans 
which she said was fucking gnarly as shit. Uh, <laughs> She's out of control. <laughs> because there are some really violent scenes in this movie. And Banks really embraced the carnage of the bear in the film. And she said that it had to be violent because the movie would only work if the audience really believed that the animal was real and that it had to feel like she said it had to feel like a Nat Geo documentary about a bear that did cocaine. It couldn't be something silly and it couldn't be animated in that way. And so that is why she wanted to push the violence in the film, because she, after she learned what happens after bears, after a bear captures its next meal, she said that they don't kill their prey before they eat it. They just start eating it alive. <laughs> so bears can really fuck shit up. <laughs> See, this is why I like them when they're eating nice things like berries and salmon. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, they're, they're strong. And like, I'm not going to lie. Like when I'm upstate in the spring hiking, I definitely, um, uh, carry what I hope could be considered a bear deterrent in reality. I'm not sure if it will do anything, but you know, they can get mad and they're fast for animals that are so fat. They are really, really fast. And they are the spring, like they're hungry. They're grumpy. You know, it's just like. I went to, to a, um, I, where was I? I was in, uh, uh, somewhere in Pennsylvania hiking. I'm totally blanking on the name. And when I was with my friend, Jessica, before we started the hike, I said, I really hope we see a black bear. I've never seen a bear in person before. Oh, Anya. She was like. Oh. No, you don't hope to see a black bear. You are stupid. And I don't know, maybe a little over an hour into our hike, I saw a a, a cub, a black cub. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, my God, a cub. I was so excited. <laughs> oh, my and God. Jessica, I was like, get behind this tree. Shut the fuck up. Don't make a sound. Like, if the cub's here, that means the mama bear is here. And that is not good news for us. So just, just like, shut up, essentially. And, and we get behind a tree and we just stood there for what felt like forever. And eventually we did see the mom come and she and her cub walked along. And, you know, we waited a while until we felt like that they were far enough away where she wasn't going to maybe feel threatened by our presence. Um but yeah, it was pretty bad. It okay, was cool. Shout out to Jessica for keeping scary. you alive so that you were I probably would have tried to pet the damn thing. Oh, of course you, know? you would have. You would have been eaten by now. <laughs> I would not be alive to tell the story. <laughs> Ruthie but, would have had a oh different my gosh, that's mom. wild. I mean yeah. my um Josh, um, my husband Years ago, he spent a summer in Alaska working at a salmon cannery and going hiking through the parks there with his friends. And they not only were stalked by a grizzly bear during part of this trip, which is terrifying because it's identified you as something that it's fixated on, but they also ran into like grizzly cubs 
with their mom. And he said it was the scariest moment of his life to turn a corner and they're standing there you know, staring at you. And he's just like, at that point, you really don't know what's going to happen. And you have so little control over what happens next as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm made for the wild. I think I need, I mean, I have been on, I've been on one safari. It was a walking safari. That was very scary too. That was in Nepal. I personally don't recommend a walking safari because if there's an animal that can eat you, that comes up, you can't run away. Like I think next time I do any type of, uh, nature i want to see animals i'm going to be in one of those big giant trucks that if you <laughs> push right. the pedal down we can at least get away <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah for that but this film i i i really enjoyed it i think it was very entertaining i to your point particularly like the overlap between Carrie Russell who's a mom in the, in the movie, um, protecting the two kids and then the mama bear with her cubs, the overlap there, I thought was the way that they tie that in at the end too, because you don't see the cubs of the mama bear until closer to the end of the film. And so it just kind of was like a nice little bow that got put on the story. And I, I personally did not have high expectations for this film because I thought it was going to be maybe like really cheesy and silly. And there were certainly funny um, elements to the film, right? Where like we laughed, where it was very humorous, but it was a good film. I felt like, like I didn't think it, it was, was corny. Fun. It was it fun. Agreed. It was fun, and I have to say, people clapped at the theater at the end of that. I have Which, not been in a sorry, movie theater no where people clapped. The <laughs> really? I always think it's so nice. And I remember seeing Batman with Robert Pattinson, which I thought was just like an exceptionally fantastic film. Just like the cinematography alone, and you know, with Robert Pattinson. And I'm like clapping at the end of the movie, and the theater's silent. And it was like, oh, Jesus. Like, As, it should crowd. Be. As it should be. As it should be. And the cocaine, bear, like, people, like, they stuck around to also watch the credits through. Like, people right. maybe started to get up, and they realized that, like, something else was going to be on the screen. And, like, everyone was, like, standing and you know, standing in the aisles, just, like, watching the credits roll through and applauding. And it was, it, it really was a fun movie. You know, you've got your, all these different storylines. You've got some 80s music. You've got some like real 80s outfits. It was just, I don't know, the over over the top absurd fun that we all needed that Sunday. Do you clap when the plane lands? I think when I was a kid, I did. But I don't do it anymore. Unless there's really bad turbulence. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I barely clap for anything. I'm like, you did your job. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> no one's clapping for me when I put my dishes away. You know? Yeah, Ruthie's wagging her tail. It's like the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was very entertaining. And I, I think as far as being able to take, you know, a story like cocaine, the actual cocaine bear, where there was really nothing to it, right? Beyond 
what actually happened and totally. to create all these supporting characters around getting this bear or it was just a fun film. I don't recommend anyone made me under the age of like 17 seeing it. In my I opinion, think it is rated R. So it is rated R. <laughs> uh, but it is, I mean, it is pretty gory and uh, it might make your kids want to do Coke. I don't know. Cause the, I mean, the bear in the movie looks like it's having a great time. So I think it could encourage drug use. <laughs> I would say worse than that is the babies who got into the uh, the baby bears who got into the cocaine bags. Oh. <laughs> They're having the time of their lives. They were having. But the time to be of their fair, life. the kids who ate cocaine, as in they literally put it into their mouths and chewed on it, did not seem like they were having the best time. Well, that's funny that you bring that up though too, because Elizabeth thinks in one of the interviews that I read with her, she basically they debated that scene a lot if they should have the kids try the cocaine but but they were like if we're gonna show them doing cocaine we need to show them doing it so in wrong that and to really highlight their innocence as far as you know they don't know what they're doing they've they've never done anything like this they only know what they see in the movies like they have no idea what this drug really is and and there was a lot of debate around that. And there's been criticism, too, around the film of it of it glorifying drug use. I actually don't think that it does. I saw but... nothing glorifying about anybody. No. That, like, the people in that movie who are into drugs are, like, maybe, like, one exception are basically, like, reprobates. And, again, these, like, weird trailer park punk kids in shorts that are too short. Like, it's not a great rigging endorsement for the cocaine industry. No, it's not at all. And I'm glad that they kept that scene in there because I do think it, you know, and I think of like the curious, I mean, it's kind of like there's overlap there too, right? With the curiosity of the bear, not knowing what this drug is and what it will do to them if they ingest it, right? To also these kids who really have no idea what could happen to their bodies with how much Coke they put on that little spoon or whatever to, to eat. Right. Which they eventually ended up spitting out, but like there's the innocence of the bear who didn't know. And then the innocence of the children too, that didn't know, but they were just lucky enough to basically do it incorrectly. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. It was fun. Again, like this is not a movie for everybody. And if you don't want to see it, I hope that, this little overview of the film and its backstory was just fun enough for you to get your your taste of cocaine bear but i would like to see more movies like this yes i i would too i want to see more movies of animals um eating everyone around them and me rooting for the animal every time (laughs) definitely i will say if you do go see this film i would recommend bringing trail mix as a snack, uh, maybe some Gatorade, you know, kind of, kind of get yourself prepped for as, as if you were going for a hike and <laughs> what you'd want to eat. Cause what you would need to sustain if you had to run away and hide from this bear, you need to have snacks, maybe have some Coke too, because the bear <laughs> will leave you alone if you have Coke with you. 
Oh my gosh. You just throw the Coke at them and run away. <laughs> All right. This is where we start to, to wind down. I'll tell the story about how Anya got screwed up at the concession stand later. <laughs> another time. Anya frantically running into the theater asking me for my credit card because she was unable to purchase her gigantic beverage and her popcorn platter. They didn't get, who doesn't take Apple Pay these days? What kind of establishment know. does not accept Apple Pay? Ridiculous. Anyway, everyone, we enjoyed this. There are other movies that we're going to be seeing uh, soon and other shows that are animal focused that have recently come out that we will also be reviewing and tying it back to real life. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram at The Furfluencers and on TikTok. Go to our website at thefurfluencers.com to sign up for our newsletter and like and subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a really nice review. But don't be coked up when you leave us a review because it might sound a little nuts. (laughs) Thanks, everybody.